Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. Joining me as he does every Sunday evening is former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, because um, uh, I'm, I'm alive. My kids are wonderful. Uh, George's on top of the wife, but I'm not doing great as a Falcons fan. That's so uh, I'm doing good as the overall thing, which is important, because oh, there's yeah. some people crying next to me uh, as I was leaving the stadium, and I left a little bit early, and they were they were crying, and and I want to remind them. Yes, you know we love the fans who are all in, but end of the day, take a deep breath and you know look outside and realize that you know what we're going to be okay as people. The Falcons, who knows what they're going to be, but as as human beings, we will be all right regardless. But it is always nice when your team wins, and that didn't happen today, so uh, I'm okay overall as a Falcons fan. Not not doing not doing too hot. I love your perspective. You know, you're you're really displaying growth. Um, this this is a a, a safe play, a safe space to yeah. share those those feelings that this is just a game. So I love the energy that you're you're bringing to this podcast. Honestly, my day started off uh, really well too because I ran into a listener of of our podcast and get out of totally, here. Totally, yeah, call me out of the blue. Listen. Uh, probably watch because he recognized me. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I should have, should have gotten the gentleman's name. Uh, the truth yeah. is I'm just horrible in, uh, random public interactions. So I apologize yeah. for not asking you, uh, your name and just kind of saying thanks so much and just walking right along. But that really started my day off nicely. So, you know, oh. I'm glad that we can choose to look on, on the bright side of life. Um, it was not very bright outside. In fact, leaving the stadium today, oh maybe I should have left early with you because I got, I thought I was going to get blown away, like in the Wizard of Oz. Like I had an umbrella with me, and I was legitimately scared to keep it up above my head because I thought I was just going to fly away. So yeah. was it was it pouring when you left the stadium today as well? No, we we left. Um, we tried to leave uh, about you know five seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and so we were watching the game on TV. That like you're walking out, but you know had it on my phone. But <coughs> I had the misses with me I had my wife, and so. She hates, hates lines and uh, getting stuck in the garages and, uh, you know, just sitting for an hour to go five minutes. So we, we had to leave earlier, but I saw every bit of a last ditch effort to try to make this work. And it, it wasn't too bad, but it started getting bad once we were driving. So we're, we were glad we left early because the wind and the rain, everything picked up. You know, my dad was was always like that too. When we uh, had season tickets as I was growing up, it it would drive me crazy. Now, it wasn't if there were like good games, we'd stay. But yeah. he was king of, all right, it's twenty seven ten, twelve minutes left, fourth quarter. Guys, get your stuff. Let's let's yep. head home. And yep. I was always just like, why? What are we? I want to see the rest of the game. What if something amazing happens? Yep. At that time, it was a, a much less common occurrence than the crazy finishes that this team seems to find itself in week in a week out. And so that is what we are here to talk about. But unfortunately, the Falcons wound up on the wrong side of today's margin. And that is going to just leave things very murky for the NFC South, for the playoff hunt. And we are going to dive into all of that. But first, Bet Online remains the top spot for all your live betting action and contests. The NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. And we want you to get in on the action. 
When you do, remember that Bet Online is the number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions with both desktop and mobile access at any time. So head to Bet Online today and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Ovi, before we get into some of the negativity about uh, today's game, and it's not going to be all negative. So, you know, it's it's not just going to be 25 minutes of, of pure gripe fest. Um, mm. I want to hear about your experience getting honored, you know, among the uh, the alumni today during the game. Yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, it, was, it was really good to uh, I went back to Baltimore early, early this season, 25 year anniversary of the M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, my former teammate, uh, Terrell Suggs, got Dutch the Ring of Honor. And, you know, now I got a chance to do some uh, Falcons alumni weekend stuff. And so we had an event. Yesterday, down at Stats downtown, or a bunch of uh, us, uh, you know, young, medium, old guys were all together <laughs> and interacting. I saw Rich Bacay. I actually, I ran into the guy, and I forget his name. I should have gotten his name. The actual guy who was in the war room or in the uh, administrative office that was trying to finalize my free agent deal. And so, oh, I, wow, I a while, while ago. And so, like, Rich Bacay had like left, and like it was like eight o'clock and you know he was like, like i was the last guy like me and like a couple of people janitor last guy in the room and it was tampa bay and the new york giants that wanted us like i know we were talking to them and yeah and it was us and we really wanted a big back for warwick dunn because he's a smaller individual and so richmond came left and the last thing he said was like whatever it takes to get ovi so I said, all right and so i went up to you know uh, two million dollars a year to 2.3 the 2.5 the 2.7 and 2.9 and I called Rich when I got the three million. I was like, "You still want to go up?" He said, "Whatever it takes, get over." I said, "Okay." And so, it, New York had dropped out around two point five. I said, "Ah, he's not that good." Uh, but Tampa was was with us two point five, two point six, two point seven, and we went to three million dollars. Said Tampa Bay Bucks called me and said, "You know what? You got him. He's all <laughs> yours." <laughs> That's awesome, and, dude. And him telling me the story was just crazy because uh, you know it, it, it could have gone to the way I could have been a, a, a Buccaneer. Oh, I would have hated that. You would have been feeling better about today, but yeah, that would have yeah. that would have not been great. So yeah, it's kind of funny how that that story ended. But um, again, and today, just seeing uh, uh Julie McLean and Terrence Mathis, John Abraham, Terrence Mathis again. Uh, congratulations to the induction for the College Football Hall of Fame. We uh, celebrated with him yesterday, and again, everyone honored him today. It was just great seeing a bunch of guys who uh went through a similar experience. Uh, they're all Falcons. They all uh, you know, wear this bird. This bird proudly. Here we go. <laughs> Flipping up the yeah, thing. mirror appearance, uh, dude. It's a bit. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to touch it here, uh, <laughs> but it, it was just cool being able to, um, you know, reconnect with some guys. You know, uh, uh, Tank and you know people I haven't seen in a long time. D tackles and receivers, and you know everyone's all big, small, different. I actually lost weight just for this moment today because I. There you go, I, you I, peacock, and I love it. I, I, I saw John Abraham during training camp, and I was three hundred twenty pounds. I'm like two eighty now. And he said, if you don't get your fat A in the gym and do something, man, that is ridiculous. What is wrong with you? I was like, I'll dry as I'm stuffing my mouth. I was like, I can't stop eating. I can't stop. And he, and he was very vocal about how I needed to do better. My you look great, though. I, I mean, I was going to say, and it's reason for everybody to go check out our YouTube channel because 
I mean, you got like the the pecs are popping in the polo right now. It's, it, it, it's, it's Orange like, Theory Fitness, man. I Orange Theory yeah. Fitness. I got that uh, uh, Ozempic uh, Manjaro shot. So I, I'm I'm telling the the secret that you know not not the bad uh, shots, but the, the good shots that they help <laughs> not you the, not the shot be in your butt shot. Hungry. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not giving me any um you know money for advertising their stuff, but it. It, it works, man. Like I could eat down a whole thing of pizza, and now I do two slices, and I'm good. And you know, it's great. I'm not like one of these uh, Instagram models who like you know gets uh, you know surgery. Be like, ooh, I worked out in the gym. Look at my waist. I work out in the gym. <laughs> no, you you got freaking surgery. You cheated. Like it's okay. Just tell everybody. Don't lie. No, I I, I cheated. And uh, I even cheated. I used the resources that were uh, you know behind me or ahead of me. Uh, I did uh, factor meals. They're not paying me either. Actually, they should pay me. I did factor meals because I can't cook. Uh, and my wife cooks things that are way too yummy. And a lot of them are <laughs> fried. And I have no pork controls. I did Orange Theory Fitness Factor. I got that uh, Trizepatide Bongero shot and uh, feel better. So anyways, I did all that stuff for today. Because today, one wore my uh, XL Falcon shirt rather than the 2XL. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And the first guy I couldn't wait to see was Abraham because he talked so much trash three, four months ago. He's like, Ovi, look at you, man. You don't look like a fat, you know, a fat F. And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. That was my goal, to not be a fat F. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, anyways, it was a great start to the day. Really enjoyed everybody else. And we were all had high hopes for our division-leading Falcons, which got crushed as the uh, day went along. It did, unfortunately. But, you know, you're not allowed to to cheer in the press box when they did bring you all out and they did, you know, run down the row and ever. I may have I may have broken that rule and golf claps a little bit underneath the uh, underneath the desk for you, big dog. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm glad that you had a good day. I'm glad that you got to catch up with everybody. But now it's time for us to kind of bring the mood down a little bit. We got to talk about the 29, 25 loss. And Ovi, I, I just kind of want to point blank ask you at this point. Four games remaining. Are the Falcons going to make the playoffs? Oh, no. They're not. Um, really? Okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I want them to. And, and I want to be um, very optimistic about this. But this has been a all-season-long thing. And this has been where, again, Ritter and uh, uh, London, Colin Drake London, has been absolutely amazing uh, today at their high points uh, and not, you know, Drake's been having low points, caught what 10, 11, 10 out of 11 passes thrown his way and did great, but it's about taking care of the football. It's about the details, about the little things, which Desmond has not been able to master yet. Being able to just understand how important it is to take care of the football, how devastating turnovers, turnovers can be. If he's a leader, he's a QB, he's a captain of the ship and he continues to make the same mistakes. You can't erase that with, you know, uh, amazing play. And I think some career numbers by him, just like, you know, for me, uh, you can't uh, um, outwork a bad diet. It's no, mm. <laughs> I don't care how much I you like get in the gym. If you're eating like trash, I don't care. You're still going to be, you know, out of shape and obese. And, and for the Falcons, it, it doesn't seem like we can shake that, uh, you know, uh, that monkey off our backs. We were just dealing with something or someone who can't, at least this season, be that consistent game manager who takes care of the ball, I can still distribute the ball correctly where it needs to be. So, no, absolutely not. Uh, defense is amazing, kept us in games, gave us short fields, and we decided to go on strings of three and outs and have just inept uh, uh, just swaths of offense where we could not do anything. And, and because of that, 
I'd be a fool to say, oh, yes, we can absolutely win the division. I was surprised we were in the lead. You know, and like I said, hmm. Mr. Gofi was here for the first, uh, you know, ha- half of the season. I wanted to wish the best. But after you lose to backup quarterbacks and you blow several leads, you grab the feet out of the jaws of victory so many times. Like, I- I- I'm just like, we're, we're still developing. We're still babies. We're still growing. And we're going to have flashes of brilliance. But we're nowhere near a championship team. And it pays me to say that because of all the work we have Bontno put into this roster, to the season into these players and some of the great single um, just performances by players. And I'm going to keep on seeing Jesse Bates praise, but it was just fun to see your way forward boy. Number three, always getting in the tackle, always going out there and, and stopping yeah. the play. I've had some great performances from several uh, defensive players and DBs and young guys and people stepping up. I, I, I love our defense. And, and, you know, even Bijan every now and then is, is showing the Bijan uh, brightness and the flashes and, but it's bringing it all together and doing it on a consistent basis. It's yeah. it's not happening. We would need everything to go right for us. Um, no, not everything, but we need a lot of things to go right for us with our division teammates, uh, teammates, uh, colleagues, uh, those guys over there. <laughs> and I, 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 don't, I just don't see it happening because Baker Mayfield, outside of uh, what we do, like I'm a Baker fan, love his college career, love his moxie, love, love how he works and, you know, when he's not playing us, actually, you know, whenever it's going to affect us, yeah. I like seeing Baker do what Baker does. I'm the same way. Um, yeah. And, and he's, he's starting to figure it out again, which is scary. I mean, good Baker can can beat a lot of teams, right? Oh, yeah. And when he's on, he's he's a good player. And so, yeah, like he's, I think a lot of people feel that way, actually. Like he is, he's kind of a workman, like a blue collar type of yeah. quarterback. And so I think a lot of people like to, you know, he's, he's a better like Gardner Minshew. He's a better like, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like that type of just, man, when those guys are in there, it's just kind of fun because you feel like you got oh, a yeah. shot. Like, but oh, yeah. yeah, so. Once again, this was a game where I don't really have a ton of issue with the defense. And yes, they gave up again, kind of a late fourth quarter essentially game losing drive and that is something that we probably if it like happens one more time need to maybe have a bigger conversation about like is that mm-hmm. is that a yeah, real real issue for Atlanta's yeah. defense but but they just were put in so many tough spots over yep. and over and over again in this game and it's like I I can't fault them for at the very end of a game in which they played their asses off. Sorry, earmuffs for everybody in the car. Like I just, I can't really fault them instead. uh, You know, I am looking at the long stretches, like you said, of offensive play where they just weren't getting anything right. They had an opportunity coming out of halftime to build a lead for the first time, right? They had a chance going into halftime. Young way Koo misses the second of his two kicks and and that ultimately like if he makes those two kicks this is a win for you and he usually does make those two kicks so we're not gonna you know harp on young way missing those two he missed them we'll move on he gets all the benefit of the doubt but it it was just one of those games where for this team like when it goes bad it just goes bad like horribly like to level 10 bad there's they played so well for most of the first half to the point where I tweeted out like it doesn't feel like the Falcons should be losing this game by two points. It kind of feels no. like they've been controlling 
a lot of that game. And really the points came off of Desmond Ritter getting picked at the eight yard line on a, a screen where they just Arthur Smith said after the game, it was a cloud corner that they rolled down and it just, the defense kind of shifted into a look that they, that was kind of horrible for that play and the Falcons never got out of it. So boom, there you go. There's a pick and, and it leads to the touchdown. And then the safety, it's just a whiffed block, right? It's, it's a whiff block by the fullback and that sucks to see, but it's the reason then Desmond Ritter gets hit kind of from behind and, they liked the play. They thought it was there. He was about to let it rip. And coaches love to take deep shots from like the 40 or the 45 and then like the five yard line. Ovi, you probably know. Well, maybe I don't know how much Mike Malarkey was like dialing up deep shots at any point in the game. But I, you know, Kyle Shanahan used to love just, hey, we're at our two yard line. Max protect two man route. Oh, Matt, you're, yeah. you're doing a, a kind of rollout by some time and let it fly. And maybe we get a big shot. And that was the goal there. And and it just didn't work out. But these are mistakes that are putting direct points on the board in a game where you lose very, you know, marginally. And it's like, those are the margins. And it's about, you know, scoring, um, I wouldn't say field goals, uh, but, you know, getting field goals when you could have touchdown that opening mm-hmm. drive. That's been a problem uh, in the past. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, getting uh, uh, or not hitting B. John Robinson on a flat play that I've, yep. that I've run several times, it's just understanding the angle at which the back is going and being able to hit that. That's, I'll tell my wife, that's a high school quarterback play. A flat yeah, I couldn't tell if, if Bajan drifted a little off mm-hmm. his route or if, if Desmond just missed it. But again, it was so wide open. Yeah. It was like rear wide up and open. put it on and him. So, just put it I, on him. They're, they're don't expect him to come back. No, just put it right on him. And yeah, that you was, see uh, it and throw it. Like, yeah. If, if that happened, you know, it, it's a different game. You could have point to so many different things in the game to where yep. if you did Drake this, London you, catches that pass, kind of that the Des hit that would have like kind of flipped the field position again, probably oh, yeah. gotten a drive going, and then and there was another incomplete. Like the mistakes again are so pivotal and critical and like immense for this team sorry to cut you off keep going no, I'm saying if, if, if you watch or look at the stats for their team and our team you'd be like oh we, we definitely won our our, our stats are, are more impressive and you know we seem to control the game and and that the dreaded turnover like the turnovers that you mentioned some of them you know, you could argue that they weren't fully Desmond Ritter's fault but you also could argue that as a quarterback you're in charge of making sure that the ball bounces our way or that, you know, you take that extra tender love and care to make decisions and to deal with the details and, and, you know, affect the game where you can. And and there are things that you could have done throughout the whole game that could have put us in a better situation. And so I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, I hate my boy uh, Keith Smith, the fullback, uh, missing blocks. You can't have a my bad take turns missing blocks because I've been on teams where that happens and you lose a lot when – offensive linemen and tackles and guards and fullbacks all say, oh, you know what? It's just one block. It's just one block. It's just one block I missed. Yeah. Running back getting killed, quarterback getting killed. One of these turned to a fumble. Somebody might get injured. You can't miss blocks. And uh, I, I need I, – I just know that Keith can do better. Uh, I want him to do better. I hold to a higher standard as a fellow fullback. You know, not just with this, but, you know, some of these, these blocks, you know, just crush people finishing them. Uh, I, I really hope we all – uh, the, the whole Falcon team tries to really get angry. I, I don't know what else needs to happen to get angry, but to really get angry about missing these games that are winnable 
and having them be L's when they should be W's and, you know, potentially missing the uh, the playoffs because of details. Not because yeah. you don't know, play hard, not because you're not talented, just because of, you know, details. And, you know, people who don't like Arthur Smith, now I think it's more the players than Arthur Smith, could say that, you know, when a team is losing by not being focused on details, that's coaching. So we, we don't do much talking about Arthur Smith and fire Arthur Smith and get rid of him. And he's a mess. He's the reason it's not working because you know, obviously the case, but there is a, a case to be had whether uh, around Arthur Smith's style of coaching. And is that really getting to the players? I mean, you could say with penalties, we did great. So that's a good mm-hmm. thing. But on <laughs> being able to finish games, we're, we're, we're not really writing the book on that or, or impressing anybody on the whole finishing game part no i mean it really is like the reason that they're in so many of these close games every single week that come down Mm -hmm. to the fourth quarter is exactly what you said they're not ending these drives with touchdowns you know there and and it hasn't been really at any point this season and that is what is so frustrating if you look at the net yardage that atlanta had in this game they had 434 yards in this game Ovi. tampa bay had 290 like they this I saw this stat in the postgame notes um, from the Falcons, and it's either five or six games, but the Falcons have topped 400 yards of offense in, I, I think it's six games this season, and that trails only Miami and San Francisco in the entire league. Like, that is what serious? we're talking about. Yeah, these are empty calories, bro. Like, they are getting to the five-yard line, the two-yard line, the one-yard line, and then they're coming away with field goals or with nothing. And again, Tampa Bay, that happened, and they managed to come away with a win on the road. But it happened again today on that opening drive, and you don't come away with a touchdown, and that's four points. And the margin of this outcome is four points. So that right there, that swing is huge. And like it's, it's these details that the Falcons, still in week 14, can't seem to get ironed out. That's why, again, I'm not. If I if I was actually a betting man, and I'm not, I hate losing money. I, I just wouldn't bet on the Falcons. Sorry, Falcons fans, they're listening to this. I, I I would love to be the homer and the you know die hard, and you know there's always a chance, and there, there's a chance. But again, if I was a betting man, would I say the Falcons are going to win the division? If they won this game today, I say yeah. I think our, they're saying on the radio like our chance would be 70, 70 something percent, eighty five, eighty five percent. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy uh, of winning the division if we won this game. Uh, now it's something in the 30s or something very low. Not not. I think it's 35. Back. Yeah, no, yeah. but I, I'm I'm I think leaning that way as well, that that the team maybe won't complete this this kind of playoff push. But my reasoning is a little bit different. And I, I think it's because of the injuries oh. that have now just started okay. to absolutely mount for the team and i'm gonna try to do this all off the top of my head so let's see if i can david onyamata was out mm-hmm. for this game nate landman was also out for this game caleb mm-hmm. mcgarry was also out for that game we knew all of that when the game report came out when the inactives list was then announced today we learned that jeff okuda would be out and then we learned that drew dalman would be out so that right there you are wow. missing a starting defensive tackle you're missing a starting linebacker you're missing a starting cornerback and you're missing two of your starting offensive linemen. So then when the game gets going, Jake Matthews goes out with a knee injury. He does not return, although after the game, Arthur Smith said that he could have gone back in if they needed him. 
I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means like in overtime because I think they would have needed him for the rest of the game. So that may just be like it's not a season ending knee injury, although we'll have to wait and and see tomorrow, I guess. But that happens. Then Mac Hollins goes out. He comes back in, but he had an ankle injury he was dealing with. And then kind of right before halftime, Chris Lindstrom uh, left the game with an ankle injury. He was able to come back in, fortunately. But the Falcons are down three of their starting offensive linemen. And then Contavious Street is the last player that leaves with a shoulder injury. And kind of once that happened, the Bucs were able to just run the ball right down the Falcons' throats. So those are a lot of injuries that have just crept up for a team you know, that has been pretty healthy for most of the season. And if they were just barely managing to eke out some of these wins and also coming away with some pretty frustrating losses when they were like mostly healthy, I I just don't know how I feel against, you know, the Colts and the Bears who beat the the Lions today, how I feel against the Saints. The Bears beat the Lions today? The Bears beat the Lions today. Yeah, it was uh, 28-13. Yeah, so it's like... Of course they want to be good. Right before they play us, of course they want to be good because I'm like... Oh, the Lions suck. We're beating the Lions. Ooh, the Lions are good. No one's beating the Lions. Yeah. The Bears are beating the Lions before we play them. <laughs> this is just like, come on. Yeah. And you New oh, Orleans, wow. New Orleans right of the ship. They uh they whooped Carolina 28 to 6. So again, like the Falcons, I don't know what the Falcons' identity is. If it's been defense, the defense is slowly starting to kind of fall apart with injuries here. Now, David Onyemata hopefully can get back. Nate Lamon hopefully can get back. Fortunately, AJ Terrell is in. Hopefully, Jeff Okuda can. But still, the defense playing as well as they have, it's not like this team is is 10 and, and 3, 10 and 4. Like, they need to marry that with better offense, with better special teams. And I thought their special teams was good today. But the offense just held them back. Of, of the injuries that popped up, like, what... Any of those names really stand out to you as a guy that like they cannot afford to lose long term? Man, was it, was it Contavious, uh, the the D tackle who yeah. uh, went out? Um, it was just open borders when he went out. They they were <laughs> it running wherever they wanted, however they wanted, uh, with whoever they wanted, and and we got lucky that they didn't run the ball all the way down and, and score. They they actually did us a favor by trying to throw the ball like. Like, yeah. oh, we probably shouldn't run every single play. Let's let's change it up. Like, thank God. And yeah. um, yeah, it's just Grady Jarrett being gone and having, you know, our big guys in the middle not be healthy or not be available is a bad thing because if a team can run on you, it makes the play action easier, it makes everything easier. And so I, I just know and have been there uh, on teams where we're doing four minute offenses and and where we're just cooking and it's you can see that the 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 just the <laughs> Desperation out of the defense. You see them huff and puff. You see the hands on the hips, and like, oh, we got him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got him. And it doesn't get easier from there. As soon as you see that weakness, you can kind of taste. And the this fear has been a air. defensive line that has rotated a lot yeah. throughout the years. Yeah. yeah, when they're down, those guys. I mean, even somebody like Calais Campbell, right? Like, yeah. you don't necessarily want him just on the field for seventy-two no, plays. It's like, you know, fifty-eight years old, you can't have Calais out there <laughs> you know, every single play. You got to rotate, so you have to have you know, good people to rotate with. So I think if we can't get a solid defensive tackle, defensive lineman rotation, it's going to be very difficult for us to win games or much harder <laughs> than it already is for us to win games. So, man, I um, I, I, I don't know. It's just it, – it's so unfortunate because you want to have hope. It's fun to have hope. You know, again, yeah. being in the stadium and, and being with my, um, you know, former teammates and colleagues and guys, 
came before and after me in the Falcons uniform. We all wanted to see our team win. We still, even though we're detached from it, uh, we're still Falcons. And we're still, uh, you know, not tied to the success and failure of the team, but, you know, we, we were trying to will the team to win and all had our our takes and our, our, our uh, <laughs> you know, perceptions and, you know, our coaching uh, uh, nuggets. And they weren't listening to us, but we were yelling. We were yelling, hey, get the ball to Bijan. Throw a blitz. I mean, do a blitz. And it, it was just fun seeing all of us just trying to throw some good vibes onto the field. And uh, it works sometimes, but just didn't work long enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think there is still a, a chance, right? Like we, we don't mean to be totally like they're done. Although I, I think Ovi and I mean what we say, right? For everything, all the reasons that we say it, but they're like, the Falcons are still sitting okay in the division. And the reason I say that is like Tampa Bay has to go play Green Bay next week. Like that's not going to be an easy matchup or an easy win for, for Tampa. Um, the Saints have the Giants at home next week. So you think that should be a pretty easy win, but then they have to go out on the road um, for a primetime matchup against the Rams. And the Rams are playing, you know, really, really good football right now as well. So the Falcons, if they can just kind of right the ship again against Carolina, their their hardest matchups are are pretty much going to be like Indianapolis and and maybe New Orleans there at the end on the road. And, and like that is going to maybe decide the division, but they're not out of it for as bad as as everything felt. And honestly, like I I kind of thought that today almost represented what I'd hoped to see from the offense a little bit more this season, you know, on it, obviously like with more scoring attached, but I thought they did a pretty good job of getting the main quartet involved, right? Desmond Ritter using his legs at some key times, especially early in the game, but Kyle Pitts got his fifth career touchdown, Drake London, 172 yards. Like that's, that's Julio Jones level yeah. production. And that then, one catch he had was Julio Jones-esque. That, dude, that was a, yes. a very even Julio the Hail Mary catch. at the end. Like that was a very difficult catch. I know he was two yards short, but like, yeah, the dude makes the most acrobatic catches look yeah. like like you can just do them if you just practice them enough. And that's so not true. But they got going, and then Bajan, you know, like he scored another touchdown today. He had a big play that 33-yard kind of jet sweep reception that really sparked the offense there to kind of get them back into it so in a lot of ways i was like cool i like seeing you use all of the different toys that you have at your disposal and i i thought yeah. that for the most part the the game script was pretty on point like i i didn't really have a ton of like issues with specific play calls just the execution wasn't there at times right yeah. and uh, like Ultimately, you can only be as good as your execution allows for you to be. And that is where I think you and I keep circling back to. At this point, like you've either got it or you don't. And if you've yeah. been the same team yeah. all year long, why are we going to expect that to change in crunch time when you have to? If you haven't been able to hit that gear yet, yep. when you have to hit that gear, why do we why should we have any hope that you will? Yeah, no, and you know, it it it's so frustrating because um, with these record numbers that Drake hit and that uh, Ritter hit, you, you still had the series after series after series to where they're doing nothing. Nothing. And you're yeah. Like, what's what's going on? I, I, I just saw you 
throw it to Pitts, say it's a Ritter, yeah. and it looks so wide open at times, and then it's like nothing is open. I I, I just saw you, and, and at times you wonder like, all right, what part does the defense play in this? You know, are they just a lights out top ten, top five, top three defense? And you know whether they are that, whether or not, like we control what we can control, and, and our base, uh, I'd say, just capabilities shouldn't really change depending on who we're playing. And if we show that we can get open and, and make the throws, put the ball in the type windows and do some pretty amazing things, why do we turn that off and on? Like, why do we just, you know, pick right. and choose where we yeah. want to do that? And because we can't keep it on, like, and I've seen good offenses who can keep it on consistently, and, and we're just not there. We're not that. And, and it's, it's just mind-numbingly frustrating when you feel like, we could be so good with a great defense. Finally, when the Falcons have like a, a really good defense or mm-hmm. one that, you know, has been playing in Falcons standards, you know, very good. Uh, and even NFL standards. Yeah, I was like, we, I think any standards yeah, are yeah. Probably really good. Yeah, yeah, any standards, but especially with Falcon standards because we, we don't get a lot in that department. But it, it's something to where we're just like, why can't we have it all? Why can't our defense be lights out and our offense give us consistent performances throughout the game because that would give us w's that would give us wins that would have us continue to be leading the mc south of the division and finally go to play what's the playoffs what three years ago to 20 uh 2017 was the last so it's been it's been like six seasons <laughs> six seasons we've made the playoffs yeah 18 Ooh. 19 20 21 22 so this would be the sixth if they miss this year yeah and there's not going to be, there's no guarantee that our division is going to stay sucky. Like our division has <laughs> been so sucky for so long. I don't so know, long. man. You, you look and around. We, I, like, <laughs> like there's no CJ now, Strouds in this division. Anytime now, they may get their act together over in New Orleans. Or they may get their act together over at the Bucks, Or, or you know, Carolina might, may uh, have a CJ Stroud go talk to their young quarterback and say, hey, this is how you do it. Like, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm going to start playing like a baller. Like we have been blessed with sucky divisions for year after year after year. And if we can't get our act together, which I thought this was the year, I was like, hey, man, they're mediocre around us. Like, we're built to be good. We don't have to be great. But if we're built to be good, it can be really fun. And yet, you know, we haven't taken advantage of it seem- seemingly again this year. Now, the season's not over. There's still a chance, small chance. But it's just like how many times are we going to waste this opportunity? Um, guys like Clayus Campbell don't have a year, two, three, four, five more years. Like, you don't know how many years they have. So let's take advantage of this and make something happen. All right. So it seems that um, somebody who's listening to us and was a huge Falcons fan didn't like the fact that myself and Will were not too complimentary of the team. We were just being honest. We apologize if we hurt your feelings or have upset you in any way. But um, Will's Power went out, and so uh, the Will, Will McFadden and Ovi Mahaley Believe in Falcons show is just Ovi Mahaley for the first time uh, in a long time. But just to wrap up everything we said, loved going to the game today. Uh, me and Will were both there. Had a great time with my fellow Falcons alumni. Really feel like there's a lot of great things in this team, but just don't see it all coming together. At this point in the season, if we haven't figured out, at least as an offense, consistently – be able to show the flashes that Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson brought to the table and, and to not go drive after drive after drive with nothing really happening, I will see it changing. 
though there still is a chance, you know, the uh, Saints and the Bucks don't have the easiest schedule. Ours isn't easy uh, as well, but we still have the opportunity to sneak in there. So uh, I'm excited about what we can do if, you know, we pull it together. Defense has been playing amazing lights out. You know, shout out to a friend of the show, Wake Forest, fellow Demon Deacon, Jesse Bates, and that defense handle their business. But the injuries are going to be uh, interesting. Uh, these guys can't get healthy. We can't get our big guys and our skill players uh, back on the field. It's going to be very difficult to play at a high level. But we will see. That's the fun thing about football. It's a man soap opera. And for Falcons fans, it's taking you up and down and round and round and got that heart pumping a little bit. But uh, the Falcons uh, are going to Falcon. Hopefully they can turn into a, a good thing. So uh, thanks again to Bet Online, our sponsor for the show. And uh, thank you guys for listening and for watching. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.